0: But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz.
2: Currently boarding another ship,
1: <laughs> Your co-host, Julie.
3: Hello from the great north where it's getting colder.
1: I'm sorry. It's getting colder here, too, but that means a completely different thing. Uh, your co-host, Thurston?
0: Well, I'm still alive.
1: Yay! Uh, your co that? What? Oh, your co-host, Jacob?
4: Uh, I live. Sorry. That's no fine. You don't me.
1: have to always have a clever quote. We always appreciate it when you do, but no pressure. You don't always have to have one. And your co-host, David?
5: Yeah, present.
1: Uh, yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> so, folks, this uh, we have a topic this week, and it was my idea. Uh, on Mondays, if I don't know if you're if you watch our streams regularly, but on Mondays, Monday I've usually set aside for a, a space game because space game junkie. So I set aside at least one day a week for space games. And uh, this this time we're di- we've been diving into the Viceroy, which is this crazy space economic strategy thing that came out in uh, 2015, 2016, I think. And it got me thinking, what other games like are tucked in the bowels of our Steam libraries that we don't talk about as much or we don't play as much because they're older? Like, I don't know about you, but my Steam library is huge and there are just so many games in there. You know, and it's it's easy to forget about games that you might have played a while back that were awesome, that you sometimes tell people about, and it's like, oh yeah, I should go back and see if that's still great, or or I can recommend it because I know it's still great. And so I thought we would talk about like games that might have been forgotten to the sands of time that we're going to talk about today. And
4: Which, um, there's a lot of these. There's a You're lot grief.
1: There's a lot. Oh my god. I don't-
4: I thought of making a list, like a written down list, and I realized no, I just like need to open my Steam library and scroll down. And I have like enough material for basically an entire hour of speaking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, g- Same for me. Yeah, we're, for me. we we tried
1: to stick uh, with with an exception or two. We tried to stick to games released in the last decade or so. We didn't want to go back too far, <laughs> but uh, that's still a lot of games. That's still a lot of games. And so I, I think my first pick is very emblematic of this. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Iron Sky Invasion, which came out 11 years ago in 2012, if you can believe that. Like,
4: so, a bit over, so we're already a
0: bit over the top. Like here. I you said, yourself, there, so. there are a couple
1: of exceptions. But like I said, this game, if you guys haven't played it, it's an excellent,
4: excellent game. It's, it's better no than it right has to, to be, any right to be. It has yeah. no right to be as good considering it's, it's a tie-in game to a mediocre comedy film.
1: I didn't even like the movie. I couldn't finish it. I I I just I couldn't finish the movie. I'm like, this is not fun. Okay. This is not fun. I mean,
4: I like Okay, I personally liked it, but it fell, falls firmly in the guilty pleasure, and I don't know why I like this, but I think it's kind of a neat category.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I should revisit it. But Iron Sky Invasion, you guys, it's basically like star Raiders clone, basically. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically you're in a ship and you have a real time map and there's stuff going on on the map. And um, you have to jump around the map to deal with these attacks. And there's different ships you can fly. Like there's there're light fighters and heavy bombers. There's an upgrade mechanic where you can upgrade new weapons and things like that. There's a scrap mechanic where if you find scrap, you could sell it. To buy new upgrades, um, and and it's all in real time, so the map is always moving and changing. So you're jumping around all over the place. It's ridiculously fun. It's also really well made, and like the controls are great. the The game pack controls are really fantastic, and it's actually like you 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 wouldn't think a game based on like like Jacob said a mediocre movie would be this good, but it is really good and it's got a lot of gameplay basically if you're unaware in iron sky there's a bunch of Nazis hanging on the dark side of the moon and uh, which
4: is always a great setup for a film
1: yeah and and they basically basically invade with their space blimps their space zeppelins and so in the and game space UFOs yeah in the game if you have all the DLC not only can you play one fighter uh which is the Star Raiders kind of bit there one of the DLC's gives you like Control of the fleet so you can move, so it turns it kind of into a real time strategy game, but you also control the individual fighters still. So you're jumping around the map, you're moving things around the map, but you're still jumping into your own. Fu- it's really hectic and great, crazy. And there's another DLC that lets you play as the Moon Nazis, which is more fun than you'd expect. Um,
5: <laughs> Long pause, okay, okay. I, uh, I'm just, I'm just collect. saying.
1: I'm just, it. I'm,
5: I'm, I'm, just it.
1: I'm just saying it's a good DLC. Um, so yeah, this is a game that's easily forgotten because it came out in 2012 and it was based on a movie that, you know, was all right. And, uh, but the game is really, really, it's got a lot of gameplay to it. It's got a lot of really good gameplay to it. It's fun to play. the The combat is great. The variety of weapons are great. The graphics are actually for a TopWare game, especially because you think of TopWare, you think kind of like shovelware, you know. Uh, oh
4: goodness, yes.
1: I don't even know if they still exist. TopWare, I don't even think they still exist anymore. But for years, TopWare, when you saw TopWare, like, oh, this is the kind of game you'd buy in a CD bargain bin for three dollars at CompUSA back in nineteen ninety-eight.
4: Um, uh, they have been they have been liquidated in two thousand and ten.
1: Uh, okay. So sure. So, so this, is this might be one of their final games. um, So yeah, when you think of top where you don't think of like anything really good or memorable, but this is actually a really good game that I, I think I want to revisit. I was like, I wanted to make sure it still ran and everything before I recommended it. So I loaded it up this morning and I lost track of time just playing the tutorial. I was like, I'm having so yeah, much I mean- fun. I'm like, whoops. I, I, Top, I mean,
4: I, okay. Top one <coughs> didn't really ma- I mean, Top was primarily a publisher. Yeah. And uh, the big thing is they were the publishers of uh, a lot of, like, they were the primary publishers for Poland for, like, a lot of games, including the Emergency Series and. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, Emergency, yeah.
4: Earth 21X. So oh, God, yeah, the Earth. Earth x Yeah. Jagged Alliance 2.
1: Yeah, Some they were so they, they were so inconsistent with the stuff. They yeah, published. because they just
4: publish because they just published anything that someone went by because they were like one of the two publishing houses in this country. So they just got half of everything that was released <laughs> ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, like like I said, this Iron Sky game, you guys get it, if you don't have it, get it when it goes on sale. There is a lot of fun gameplay here. It still looks good. And it's so fun to play that I, I'm just very pleasantly surprised at how good this game still is. And I'm definitely going to revisit it on our Mondays at some point, once we get to it, because I think it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, that is my first pick for a game. That's like really old. That's forgotten to the sands of time. Um, but is still sold and worth playing today. That's kind of what I wanted to get to is that there are a lot of games lost to the, cause how many games come out on steam every day 60 80 something like it's it's a ridiculous number it's a ridiculous number of games that come out every day on steam so it's easy to forget that some games exist you know it's easy to forget that this game came out a year ago or six years ago or 12 years ago you know so that's what that's uh, i feel like this game is really emblematic of what i wanted to talk about today it's so good it's really really good um so yeah put it on your wish list if you haven't gotten it already Uh, It goes on sale with a fair amount of regularity. I think it's like in just about every Steam sale, it goes on sale. And there's a lot of gameplay here. Huh? was that?
2: Typically, yeah. It goes on sale with the Steam sales.
1: Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of gameplay here because the campaign is pretty long. And then you have the the two DLCs, which add basically their own campaigns, basically. Uh, So there's a lot of gameplay here. So... Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely check that one out. So, uh, Julie, looking back in the sands of time, what would you say your first, uh, oh no, Spaz, we'll go with you first. I apologize. Spaz, what is your first pick for go- looking back through the forgotten sands of your Steam library?
2: Well, my first pick came out in
1: 2017.
2: Ooh. And we had the dev on the podcast, Uh. So this game is great. It it's it's fallen under the cracks for a lot of people cuz we just it's one of those that uh was inspired by FTL and there's a lot from of those first person perspective which is one thing that makes it really
1: different. Oh, is that the is this the game? Oh, I wonder if this is what I'm thinking of.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Yes, that it game. Really
2: Starship Command Simulator. Oh God, so, that
1: game was great, and the developer—what a great developer! Probably one of our most fun yeah. shows, because that guy was a delight. That guy was an yeah. absolute it's, delight.
2: The game is regular price four bucks, so now you can you can get it if you really want to. It's still a steal at that regular price.
4: Hilarious enough, I somehow don't have it, I think, because at the time, I was completely flatline broke, and then I forgot well, about great. it. So yeah, I'll get it.
1: I'll oh, get it. it's It's so worth $4. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth twice no. that. It's worth... This.
2: So things about this game that set it apart. For the time, first-person perspective, you could board ships, take them over, kill their crew, and then commandeer them yourself. You could upgrade your ships. You could go through a whole bunch of uh, text based choices with the, um, uh, with just logs that you would find. And.
4: Giant the alien spiders are no joke.
2: <laughs> well, th- there's that too. Um, yeah, it, it's a great little game that. I just we don't talk about much anymore just because other games have have uh, come along the way and it i think it's been forgotten
1: which is a shame because it's it's really great and it, it's it's it, it's funny it's it's such a funny game like very well written yeah very very well written yeah and um he's only made two games this guy his last was in 2019 above earth, which I had completely forgotten about. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I only played an hour of it because it was scary as hell. Now that I'm remembering, but um, yeah, Icarus is a great, again, a very emblematic pick of the topic. For today, because yep. it came out what uh, ooh, six, years six years ago, yeah, six years ago, God, and that is in video game time that is that might as well be an eon. You might as well be moving from the what the Meso mes, Mesotheic to the Theolithic or whatever the the e- eons are called. Like that is that is an three, eon.
2: Three years ago, be anything beyond three years ago feels like decades ago.
1: It does. It does. That's, too true. That's that's how gaming has always worked. And six years ago feels like a lifetime. I, I mean, this this came out before I was married. That's how long ago this game came out. My god. Um, but that is my god, that is a fantastic pick, Spaz. Wow, I, I forgot about this one, and I really enjoyed this one. I have several hours in this one. I really enjoyed this one. And, uh, oh
2: yeah, I've got 18 hours in it myself.
1: Yeah. So. Oh guys. Yeah. <laughs> this game is definitely worth four bucks. It, it, it's been, it's gone down to a, a dollar, but even at $4, it's fricking worth it because it's basically first person, funny FTL, you know, Which, and
4: all of these things are great.
1: Yeah, it is. Yes, it, they are. It is a great game. It is the the. I think the only downside to it, if there is one, is like there are times where you're like I wish I could play with other people because I don't want to do all this by myself. But that's it. That's it. I mean, it does single player really well. So, um, yeah, that it is a. Uh, I forgot about that one. Good, good pick, Spaz. <laughs> really, really, really good pick. Um, Talking
2: about Icarus Starship Command Simulator, Jose.
1: Uh, and Jose, the uh, game that's on stream is Iron Sky Invasion. Um, so yeah, Icarus. Oh, what a good pick! What a good, good pick! Oh my God, what a great pick! Well done, Spaz. Well done. I'm, I'm kind of in awe at that pick because I'm like, that's perfect. That's exactly what I was. That's exactly the type of thing I was going for. On the topic. That, that's bullseye. Just freaking barbecue sauce. All right. Well done. All right, Julie. Uh, I apologize. We're uh, I, I mentioned you before, Spaz. And that's not how I wanted to go. So, Julie, what is your first pick?
3: Well, my game is not as exciting as Nazis from the Dark Side of the Moon,
1: <laughs> my
3: game. Um, and and not as unknown as some of my other choices. But I don't have a lot of little nobody's heard of it games, and uh, just to please or tick off other people on the podcast, it's also on Switch. It was made in. 2007 by created by kim swift who works with valve corporation published by valve microsoft game studios and a lot of people have heard of it but i chose it for a reason in the games portal now uh ironically i have uh i have claustrophobia uh better or worse at some point in my life i've felt trapped in my shoes if they're tie-up shoes uh but i loved this game and the reason i chose it is because at the time it was as luke said who was listening to the podcast kind of like the flip side it came in the orange box and i played as i think i mentioned before uh i i played the other game in the orange box half-life it was a gift and i got stuck in the uh water-filled basement and couldn't get past it and people have said oh Hmm. hey why didn't you just google it i said why didn't i think of that well there was no google help at the time and then i said well what's this other game and i said this is fantastic i had Great fun with the physics uh, It's a fantastic Puzzle platformer and mechanic Has been stolen By all kinds of Other gamers uh, uh, Games and even In the latest Dungeons and Dragons movie you can call it a Hither thither staff if you want but uh, it's
1: That was great side note, but, I lo- side note I love that movie so much I, I cannot a, get enough of that a, movie
3: it was a fantastic movie but soon as I saw the portal I said oh God yeah oh, they, had, they had their their staff the portal guy. let's
1: just say they know their audience the people who made that movie they know yeah. their audience because totally. I'm sure the whole audience when they did that like oh my god portal <laughs> oh
3: my god portal and it was a fantastic movie so and this game is one of these things that's now on just about everything from android and uh i used to play it on android originally and uh my google android uh thing went the way of all things because of programmed uh obsolescence and now it's on pc and on where i play it and it's also on What's the na- which
1: What's the name of the engine that that game uses that Half-Life uses? It's a specific engine. Source. Oh right. Right. And like Titanfall I think uses that engine and a few other games.
4: Yes, somehow. It's a, it's a great if, it's a pretty good engine from what I understand. Yes. Even <laughs> though if I'm perfectly honest it's a modified Quake 2 engine. <laughs> That's fair. It's a qu- it's a Quake 2 engine with aspirations and the fact that it has survived this long is an absolute miracle.
3: <laughs> and- Portal 2 is even better, which is also on Switch as well as on PC. And uh, I haven't got the wherewithal. But that
4: one's everyone's heard of. So,
3: And uh, that one's everyone's heard of. And I will finish my little section here by pointing out that, yes, it may be a spoiler, but the cake is real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't do puzzle games very well, so I never finished any of the portal games i tried them both and i'm like nah (laughs) i don't have the patience for this this is this is not for me (laughs) rather than get mad at it i just stopped playing which happens a lot actually um that's a good that's a good pick that's a really good pick because yeah people i mean portal was a big deal but like you don't hear it come up a lot so i'd say it's a good pick i'd say it's viable uh for the topic
3: i liked it because even though ms swift works for a very large publisher and developer it's just like one person did it so there you go she created it and what a what for its time what a creative little puzzle thing because i don't think there was an equivalent back then of something that was like that and i just love the physics of it trying to figure out where everything goes and and in the new version, at one point you think you're outside, and then it turns out you're not outside. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Well, my great, favorite, my
1: favorite thing my favorite things about those games is J.K. Simmons as the uh, head of the corporation. I don't remember the name of the corporation, um, but Aperture
2: Science. Aperture Science.
1: Aperture Science. Yeah, uh, I've 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 listened to a YouTube supercut of all of his lines. From uh, Portal Two, that's that's what I basically. Know oh, of that's Cave it, Johnson. Yeah, Cave Johnson. Chariots, chariots. Impossible lemons. <laughs> I, I I mean, I love J.K. Simmons so much. I'm like, oh, I didn't know he was in this game. I have to listen to all this, and oh my when god! He,
3: when he's not selling farmers' insurance or doing movies, he's doing voiceovers.
1: Good, and good, good on him.
2: He's got oh, a yeah. He's he's got a very prolific voice acting career as well as his on screen stuff.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, he's an, he's a great voice actor. Great guy, too. But, oh, my God, his stuff in Portal 2 just kills me every time I listen to it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I,
3: I usually watch, like, if it's a television series or a movie, I'll watch it just because he's in it, and I like his voice.
1: I couldn't get in that movie where he was, like, a band leader in a school. What's, oh, he, oh, my wh- That was traumatic. Like, I had to turn that one off. What's that movie called? Do you guys know what I'm talking about or he was like, I don't know which one but no. I forgot the name. Slap. I
5: haven't seen it myself though.
1: Yeah, I only got like 20 30 minutes of it because like it 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 triggered so much tra- like abusive trauma from my childhood. I'm like I can't watch this. <laughs> I want to hate JK Simmons because of this movie. Uh, what was that movie called? Anyway, um but you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, good pick. Uh Thorsten, do you have a, do you have a pick?
0: Of course I have a pick Yay! Uh, (laughs) I've got more picks than you Than you could handle In in, 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 in two or three (laughs) shows And I could do that shows alone Oh man Uh, uh, Well okay My first pick would be a game from 2012 And um, It's quite a take On a relatively uh, Much older game uh, and that is Luna Flight.
1: Oh God! Right. Uh, oh. Oh God. Oh, that thing. Oh, I both and, love. Uh, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I love and hate that game because it is so hard. It, yes. It's so hard. I. I don't think I ever passed the first level. I don't think <laughs>
0: It's, it's really hard. For so for those who don't know who don't know this game, it's uh, it's uh, actually a take on the on the old uh, game Lunar Lander. Yes, that one from the from the late seventies, early eighties, and uh, it's really it has really good physics. It mm. has. We are support. Uh You can fly on on the moon on several maps, and there's uh, also uh, one or two uh, Mars maps, if I recall it right, with uh, winds on Mars. That makes the game even more difficult. And honestly, I occasionally uh, still uh, take it out and and play it, even if it's only for for 20 minutes or so. But uh, I really like it. And... uh,
1: yeah. I can't knock what it. I, Sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, oh I mean uh it's as as said, it's it's very, very hard. Oh my and, god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh I'm I'm still fascinated by it. And I did wish that the death would, would would continue developing it or make a luna Fly two or or something like that.
1: That was their only game it looks like. Like
0: they don't have any uh, other games. No, you, you tried. He tried to make a second game, but that that didn't take off. Oh, uh, wow. followed, it, I followed him uh, quite a while. But, you,
1: you uh, guys, it got a patch earlier this year. Did you know that? It got a patch mm-hmm. in it got a patch in May. Yeah. Wow. Well, good on that. Good on that guy. My God. Oh god, it's got VR. Oh no. Oh no. I, I don't think I could do this game
0: in VR. Yes.
1: Oh god.
0: Yeah. Oh, I actually I actually tried it. it, it I actually tried it with, with one of my handy apps in, in in VR, and it works pretty good.
1: Oh, I don't know if I could
0: do this in VR. Oh god. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. I usually don't get motion sick in VR, but I could easily see myself getting motion sick in that game.
4: I, oh, yes. I feel like you could get motion sick in that game without VR.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Oh, my God. No, folks, if you haven't played this game and you have any memory of Lunar Lander, uh, do yourself a favor and pick it up when it's on sale. It, Like we said, is it's brutally hard. But what the what the developer has managed to achieve with this game with random missions it's got multiplayer it's got vr and track ir support it's it's really an impressive this is again a great emblematic uh pick for this topic great good job thorsten great pick um yeah this is a great pick that i had forgotten about because it hates me no, i don't think it hates me it's just i'm terrible at it um, like, I think if this is the only game I played for a year, maybe I'd get okay at it, but <laughs> it's so difficult, <laughs> but you guys, it's so good. Uh, really. And, um, he's still updating it. Apparently it's playable on steam deck.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he's still updating. Good on him.
0: Good on yeah, the we, uh, I-, I thought you Echo
3: well, I was just going to say, we actually on the other podcast we actually interviewed Sean Edwards uh, when the game first came out, and I'm really surprised how long this game has stuck around and how successful for such uh, a simple concept. There really is yeah, that it's it's a fun little game.
1: Yeah, it's basically an updated Lunar Lander, and Lunar Lander was a very simple concept that he basically he it's 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 impressive that he kept the core of the gameplay so pure, but just added goodness to it. But that didn't dilute it, if that makes any sense. Like like it's such a good game. Oh, that is an excellent pick, Thorsten. Well done. That is a great, great I I had completely forgotten about this game. But y'all put this on your wish list if you don't have it already. It oh I don't think I have a curated review for it. Oh I should fix that. Um yeah I am I am just so bad at this game. But how do I not own it? I've played it. How do I not own it? I have played this game. Maybe he gave me a dev. Maybe he gave me a separate build that wasn't on Steam. I don't. Okay, I'm going to have to buy it myself now.
3: <laughs> I, I've got the same problem. I went back and tried to find this game, and I said it's not my Steam library. And I know I played it, and I don't know
0: why.
1: Yeah, I know. I know I've played this also, but apparently it's not in my library
0: for some reason. Surely, um, uh- I've I've asked you about it uh, only two weeks ago. <laughs>
3: Wow. Yeah, I tried, and after that conversation, I tried to find it and I couldn't find it. I don't know what happened to it.
1: Well, good on good the develop, good on the developer for still updating it. That's that's an impressive track record of of updating this game. My God, yeah, now he's he's been updating it consistently. Look at that. Good, uh, good on him. Really, that's wow. Yeah, he's. I mean, there were a few years where it didn't get any updates, uh, it looks like, but damn. (laughs) Wow. All right. Good pick, Thorsten. Really, really good pick. Uh, Jacob, what do you got?
4: Well, I... Okay, I have a lot of options here and a lot of ideas, (laughs) but... I'm gonna go with a game we've actually covered, or uh, Brian has already covered on this channel. A delightful little title called Scavenger SV4. Oh,
1: God.
0: Uh, oh, uh, man. That was Na- my list.
1: Nightmares, nightmares.
4: <laughs> well, apologies for for for, for stealing this uh, the limelight off you, but I absolutely love that game because oh, so good. I love games that genuinely let me go to a place and explore what feels like an alien environment. And the thing is, that's very difficult to do with big games because big games have like wikis and communities that keep spoiling everything and stuff like that. So it's very difficult to just go to just have a game where you go to a place you don't know what's going on, but also je- but also one that's accessible enough that you don't just bump your head against the wall for 17 hours straight, n- not sure what uh, what you're doing. Skyward kind dress four is fundamentally a game about experimentation. You are you have a ship, you have a you have a little uh, rover, you send it down onto a heavily irradiated alien planet. And you recover as much stuff from that alien planet as you want, as you uh, can, before you either leave or die of radiation pro- poisoning, whichever comes first. It is an absolute delight because it is procedurally generated, which I know nowadays sounds like a bad thing. But it also does something that I find amazing. It has a very simplistic and sort of low, not very really low poly art style, but it's not necessarily graphically complex but it uses that to its advantage both because uh both because it makes the ship uh the ship you're on board feel far more sterile and far more creepy but also because the camera of your rover is limited in its field of view and in its uh and in its uh, throughput so all you ha- have is a black and white grainy screen to interact with a very alien planet uh, the game has uh, traumatized Brian as well. Uh, oh boy!
1: <laughs> oh my because god! Because
4: occasionally, what? Because occasionally, things you bring back on board your ship might not want to staple.
1: Yeah, uh, folks. If you don't, if you haven't watched my stream, uh, my videos of this game. Basically, when you send down a rover, something can come back with it. And on my, I think my last video, uh, something started thumping it's- against the inside and so i locked myself in the bridge and i just heard this random thump every now and again and then suddenly something jumped on the window that looked like a kind of spidery thing and i screamed and killed the game i think i alt four um, i think i alt four yes, i think i didn't even
4: you also fo- <laughs> fought out of the game uh, that thing by the way was jimmy and he uh, is very friendly and very huggable He will see it your face is uh, uh,
0: isn't even the worst that, that could happen in the game
1: Oh no, I know
0: No, no, there, there, there are much more things that, uh, that could
1: but, happen but it's, what, What's amazing about the game is it doesn't just randomly generate the environments, it randomly generates your background, so you're not the same yeah. person every time you play You can be a doctor even on the, the run ship. for Yeah, you could be a doctor on the run for malpractice, you could be a. Uh, you can be a uh, a um, a uh, no, an excavator a uh, archaeologist looking for, you know, uh, ruins, you know, it, it changes your whole motivation every time you play as well. It's really a brilliant, brilliant game that I will never, ever, yes. ever, ever play again.
4: And it does have a different sort of, not necessarily different endings, but like it has these text logs at the end that tell you how, how things went and how well you did. Uh, and there are different, depending exactly on A, what your motivation beforehand was and B, how well you handled the whole um, not dying of radiation poisoning thing.
1: And it's got an amazing interface. Like, you control this... it's lovely. Yeah, it's a lovely mouse-based interface that you control your rover and everything, and it makes sense. Uh, The rover controls are limited, which you would expect, and that's perfect. Um, Everything
4: is diegetic.
1: Yeah, everything just works. And it... Yeah, it's... I can't recommend this game enough if you don't get scared as quickly or as easily as I do. <laughs> if you if you enjoy some horror, you will probably enjoy this. But e- if you don't enjoy a horror, little.
4: it's I, I don't know. It's not I a dedicated horror game.
1: No, but way. it has horror in it. It has elements of horror in it enough. I love how the developer calls it a dash of horror. That was enough for me. <laughs> a sousant <Some>,
4: horror. <laughs> some people have more tolerance than others.
1: I agree. I agree. I have, yeah. I have next to no tolerance for horror next to none. Um, but that is a really good pick as an, as an excellent pick. Cause wow. What a, what a game. What a I I recommend, I've recommended this game to many people over the years. They're like, I'm looking, I'm looking for something fun, procedural, and different boom scavenger SV 4 I've recommended it to many people over the years. Cause it, it's really unique. Like there really isn't anything else like it, honestly, um, the closest thing I can think of is, is another drone game. Uh, Huskers, maybe Huskers. I think it is where you're sending sending probes through a derelict ship, and there are aliens there that you have to avoid. Like that's the closest it's- thing. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like Huskers. 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 Yeah. Same.
4: F- it does involve the same feelings, but it is uh, it is different.
1: It is different. But I'm saying that's the the closest thing I can think of. To the style of gameplay. Deals. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty unique. Uh, yeah, guys, this game is great. Scavenger SV4. Uh, it's it's not very expensive. Uh, it's 15 bucks. It's great go- for
2: people who aren't Brian.
1: <laughs> oh, it's terrific oh. for people who aren't me. Yeah, who have a little yeah. sl- slightly higher. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have a modicum <laughs> of tolerance for some horror, you'll probably be okay with this. It is really a great game. I mean, you feel really, you get really invested um in the search of the planet in the search for stuff you get really invested at least i did until i wasn't like immediately <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah I, mean,
0: <laughs> I want i want to mention two things in in, in regard to this game first okay. uh, it's uh, basically a modern take on a very old game uh, that i played on the c64 back then and that is corona's rift and uh, this is uh, really a modern take on it and if you liked that back then, you should, uh, you should try it.
1: Corona's uh, rift?
0: rift. Corona's rift with K. Oh,
1: at
0: the start. Yeah. It's from, it, yeah. was, it was one of the first Lucasfilm games. And, uh, the second is a question to, to Jacob. Did you ever get to the city and, and uh, get the, uh, whole, whole story of the, of the, uh, planet? Uh, what? Yeah,
1: <laughs> apparently you, not. <laughs> you, can,
0: you can find you can find the artifact uh, uh, that's in a very uh, very large uh, compound that uh, contains the uh, backstory of the of the whole planet, the whole history. Yeah. Of the planet. I mean, I found and, bits of it. <laughs> yeah, bits, but I, but I talk about the, the whole thing. So it, it's it's also the most the most, uh, most well paid uh, artifact you can get in the game.
1: Wow, uh, you weren't kidding. I'm looking cor- uh, up *Corona's Rift* now. I put a link in the the chat from Moby Games. Yeah, you're not kidding. That it seems that it seems it inspired this game *Scavenger*. Because wow, there's a lot similar yeah, here.
4: I see the resemblance.
1: I totally wow. see it.
2: When you when you are picking up uh, soldiers, trying to rescue them, there's a chance that they will be an alien and uh, try to break into your ship yeah eh. uh, you're playing Cronus freak.
0: Oh, wait, wait, that eh. that's one different games. That was Rescue on Fractalus.
1: Ah, uh,
2: okay, never... okay. This, uh, that
0: was what? Rescue, Rescue on Fractalus. Fractalus.
1: Came out the same <laughs> year. Came out the same year apparently. Oh, I've heard of Rescue on Fractalus. I I have heard of that game,
4: but I've never played that one. On the on the Atari 5200.
2: <laughs> wow, Well, I, I had it on the 800XL, yeah. But yes.
1: Yeah, it never came out on DOS, that's why I never got around to playing it. Oh, but it was on the TRS-80? What? <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> that's never came out for DOS, but it came out for the TRS-80 color computer in 1987. Like, Yay. 1987's kind of past the prime of the TRS 80. I don't get that, but okay.
2: <laughs> sure. Probably one of the last games that got ported to it.
1: I'm guessing I'm guessing it must've been one of the last games I got poured to the TRS. I don't think anyone was using TRS 80s then at that point. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. This is why I love talking about this stuff. All right. Uh, Jacob, that's an excellent pick. David, what do you got for your first pick?
5: Um, yeah, my first pick. Well, I'm going back to uh, 2010, and uh, I wish I had the names of these people I used to play this with. And that's going to be in, uh, a tower defense game of all things. That's going to be called Soul Survivor. I don't know if the sun cut out there. Sorry. That's okay. And it is a uh, yeah, it's a, not a, one of those uh, tower defense games when you can decide a pathing for your enemies. So you're you're having um, uh specific places where you can place the turrets and all that stuff. But the twist here is that you're playing, well, different loadouts or characters or whatever. So um, each character has their own turret uh, loadout, so you have to work around with that. If you're playing co-op, though, you can work together, making all kinds of crazy combinations. Hmm. And that's why we did uh, a group. I think we were four people playing. Uh, I think we managed maybe to get to two hours in Endless or something like that. And, yeah, our computers were not that strong. So the frameworks were not that great at the very end of those missions or sessions. But, yeah, the tower defense of all things, but and the music is pretty good as well. But it pains me to say that uh, Cadenza Interactive um, has closed down. I think they're quit out of uh, the video game business altogether.
1: That's interesting. I really
5: wish the... Uh,
1: it looks like I got a patch or something update, some kind of update back in May of this year. It did? Oh, yeah. I'm,
5: I need to check that out then. Maybe they updated it before the closed shop. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. This looks kind of, I'm not really into tower defense, but this looks kind of fun. How is the co op?
5: Well, back when I played, uh, I think it could play each um, campaign mission that I unlocked so far in a co op session, or otherwise, I had the endless co op. That we uh, that we try to beat uh, or st- try to stay alive as long as possible with.
1: Oh, this
5: is uh, pretty good. So I also know that uh, when I stopped playing the game way 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 back, I mean I have even eighty three hours in the game surprisingly. Um, they wow. actually added the way to. Uh, make your own character so it kind of broke all the balance in the game that was already <laughs> pretty easy to break uh, when it could play co-op so then it could just make oh yeah i'm gonna have all the buffing towers and you use uh, all the heavy damaging towers and i'm just gonna buff everything you place out okay
1: uh, people are so, still pl- uh, people are still playing this one apparently like there's a review from 2022 and whatnot that people are still loading this up in 2021 that people are still loading this up recently
5: Ah. Oh, that's that's nice to hear.
1: That, that's great. Yeah,
5: that's uh, <clears throat> that's something I really liked back then. Uh, yeah, maybe I should uh, do a revisit to the game. Because hmm, uh, this was a special one.
1: Oh, I'll add it to my wish list. It looks, like I said, I'm not really into tower defense, but this looks pretty enjoyable. Especially with co-op. co-op is a good, oh, I, yeah. I always enjoy some good co-op, as y'all know. Alright, so now we're gonna move on to our second games. And uh so it looks like we'll have time for only two games, everybody. But uh my second game uh came out in uh twenty seventeen and it's Starfleet Armada Rogue Adventures, which if you guys haven't played that one, is amazing. It you can play that game with just a mouse and like one button if you want to. <laughs> like, very customizable, and it's very customizable. But holy crap, you could play that game. I, I've I've never gotten too far in it because I'm terrible at it, but I love playing it because there's so many different ways to play it, and you could play it like you could. I think you could probably play this game for hours and hours and months and months because there's just so much to it. There's there's a uh, there's planetary exploration. There's mi- there's all kinds of mini games. Uh, there's shipboarding, uh, There's like. Meta progression with uh, building up your fleet as you go. There's all kinds of uh, encounters. Uh, there's like 45 races you could play, and they're all they're all pretty different. Really, um, it's got a bit of Starflight in there. If you like Starflight, there's a bunch of it feels it feels a bit like Starflight and Star Control 2 Every now and again, um, there are there's just layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of Awesome gameplay with this one, and and I love it. I, I load it up every so often, every so often to do a planet or uh, a, a, a derelict. Um, it is a challenging game, and there's a lot to it, uh, and it's. Hmm, I think there's something of a learning curve because I think the interface is intentionally very 90s. <laughs> it yeah. <laughs>
4: I'm looking at it, and it looks a bit painful to look at for extended periods. <laughs> I- I'll tell Honestly, you what, though,
2: don't let that don't let don't that let that stop you. you. Don't it. Once you get past its its uh, odd UI, the UX is amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah it once you once you once you start to click with it you're like this all makes sense <laughs> this is a brilliant design like it really is an excellent design you just need to get past that oh my god there's so much of this but once you get like once you start getting used to it and clicking with it which doesn't take too long cuz it's pretty straightforward and it's very customizable um it's a really excellent game that you could just lose hours and hours too. Cause there's so much to this game. There's so much to this game. Oh my God. It is a massive, massive, massive game that you could play for probably forever. Um, and the developer's still going. He's made a few games since then that have all been pretty good, but this is the, this to me, this is the special one. Uh, this is the best, I think this is the best they've done. And, uh, this is a terrific terrific game that I can easily recommend to everyone, especially it's only six seven bucks like not even on sale. it's just seven bucks. Um, and it goes down off it goes down to like three or four bucks every now and again. but it is like it is really an exceptional game that God six years ago feels like a lifetime ago. but yeah, it came out in 2017. It is really fantastic. I could easily easily recommend this one. Uh, Spaz, what's that was actually my uh,
2: third pick. Oh, <laughs> that was my third pick. In fact, which is uh, fine because we we were going to cover it anyway.
1: <laughs> that works out. Do you, David? Did you have a question?
5: Yeah. no, yeah. No. Uh, oh, uh, is go it ahead. anything like uh, approaching infinite to this one?
1: No, it's
2: not really. No,
1: no. It think of it more as oh, it's it's got elements more of Starflight and Star Control 2 than anything else, but on a much bigger and more random scale because like you have whole galaxies you're going through and there's just it's it's basically the, the core of it is you're collecting resources to improve your fleet. And to do that, you have to do a bunch of mini games. And the mini games are all very engaging and different. And the biggest one is when you go down to a planet with your rover to collect resources. And you can upgrade your rover to, you know, automatically detect minerals and have better shields and stuff like that. Um, so you're basically. Well, I'm intrigued. Yeah, you're basically collecting stuff to improve your fleet so you can uh, fight off this big enemy and um and find this uh rare planet that i've never found but um you also unlock r- more races the more you play there's a meta progression in which you unlock more and unique races and there's like 45 of them and like they're all pretty different so uh i don't know if yeah the closest i could think of is like imagine if Starflight was a roguelike with a bunch of mini games that helped you collect resources where you're not only collecting resources from planets, but derelicts, asteroid fields, the sun, space stations, enemy fleets. Like you have a lot of different ways to improve your fleet and a lot of different ways to collect resources. And they're all fun. So
5: all
2: right, all right.
1: that's the best way I can think. It's kind of a hard game to explain, but it's really good really,
2: really good. I I think you really have to play it yourself before you can grok the idea. Yeah. Because it has so much going
1: on. It has a lot going on, yes. I don't uh,
2: think you could even watch someone playing it and get the idea of how it plays because it it requires some tactile experience with it.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I would totally agree with that. 100%. Yeah, that I can't recommend this one got enough, guys. It's only $7. It's fantastic. If you don't own it already, get it either now or on sale, depending on your budget. It's great. Um, so, Spaz, what's your uh, second game?
2: Well, my second game came out on Steam in 2013, and it's a roguelike, but it's a unique little roguelike.
1: Uh, Weird oh, Worlds Space, which I believe is that the second game in that series, or the first?
2: That is the second game. Yes.
1: Yeah, the there, second game. Yeah.
2: The, there's three of them. There's three of them. There's three. Yeah. Sea of Stars is the third one, and uh, this is the second. And you have all these little events. You go to these planets you're trying to to uh, explore and collect resources and upgrade your ship, upgrade your fleet.
1: Yeah. And it's basically Starflight.
2: Yeah.
1: It's basically Starflight in 30 minutes. Like yeah. they, they it, basically it's a coffee break kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> it is Starflight in 30 minutes. And it's like, they got all the essentials of a game like Starflight, the exploration, the combat, the funny encounters. They got all the essentials, but you can also build a fleet and whatnot. Uh, um I honestly think this is probably my favorite in the series is this one. Um I mean I, I like I liked all three of them but this is probably the one I think that gels the best. Um but they're all really great all of them and they're cheap. They're like 5 bucks each. Um I th- I think but they've gone as cheap as like a dollar. But uh yeah, basically if you if like I want to play Starflight or Star Control 2, but I only have a half an hour, there you go. That's this is the game you play when you don't have a hundred hours to play Starflight. You only want to play it on your lunch break. This will give you that Starflight experience really effectively well in a really short amount of time. Um it, you got a lot of starts to play with, a lot of different ships. You can upgrade your ships. Uh the writing is actually pretty funny. Um You have all these different fun weapons you can equip, and you can like like I said, you can build up your fleet. I'm I'm talking about it more than you are. Sorry, Spaz. Sorry, this is your game. Oh no, yeah, uh,
2: lots of lots of artifacts that uh, do different things, and you don't necessarily know what they do until you try to use them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really fun game and definitely worth the price. It's like I only have thirty minutes, and I want to get like some space exploration in. This would really fit the bill. This would really, really fit the bill. This is an excellent game. Really great pick because that is, yeah, that came out a long time ago, like a decade, wow, a decade ago. Wow. Well, that
2: was a Steam. It was on, It was out uh, pre-Steam earlier than that.
1: Right, even, yeah, it's... 2000, it's like
2: 2008 eight, or 2009. Yeah,
1: the series has been around for a really long time. A really long time. And I believe now you can get all the games, all three of them on Steam, I believe. Or at least the, the first... Oh, Weird Worlds is on there and Infinite, Infinite Space 3 is on there, but the first one isn't. Oh, that's interesting. Well, the second one pretty much supersedes the first one in every way, anyway. Um. Yeah. But uh yeah, uh those games are five dollars each, or you can they, they go on sale pretty regularly and those oh, are great.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good pick. A lot pick. of love for that. Too, yeah, geez. that's a really good pick. Uh Julie, what's your second game?
3: Okay, well, my game, and I I think the company may have fallen on hard times since it first came out, but it's from 2015, and the game is called Cosmonautica, and uh, I understand it's had some stability problems on some some systems on PC. I haven't personally had the problems, Uh, and it is, as one of my favorite reviewers put it, like an FTL-like game, it's from the side on when you manage your crew with the space trading game. I first uh, found this on Android, and I used to play it a lot on Android, and I just. Because I really love the art style and it's got space trading and just like an FTL, you improve your ship and there's some space combat and it's a small little game and uh and it's kind of a shame that the company has not been able to take it further. But uh, and no, it's not on Steam. Uh, I don't think the company even has the wherewithal to do that. But if it was, I'd play it a lot
1: more. Wait, Cosmonautica? It's on Steam.
3: Cos- not in steam i'm sorry i'm in switch
1: oh Um,
3: oh, oh. on steam which is where i have to play it now i first played it on android and um you know my my android tablet went the way of all things as i said and so um now i play portable games on switch but this is on pc still and on steam and uh I like it because of the art style and it's just it's not the kind of thing as the reviewer who's the host here pointed out that I can play long term. But when I wanna just sit down and play something for a little while with a break, like I've got a break at work and I wanna get my mind off the garbage at work and all the problems, I can play a few minutes of this. So but mostly I love the art style. It's the artwork that kind of draw me to the drew me to the game.
1: Yeah, it's so, got it's got a really charming art style. It really has a very charming art style,
3: and it's got it's got humor to it, you know. And it's like it's not going to replace anything, and it's not the next FTL. Hmm. It's just kind of a little unknown game, and but I I enjoyed it.
1: No, that that is a good pick. That came out a long time ago. My God, 2015. Oh my God, that's that's. <laughs> My God, that and was...
3: it's a little five-person company, and I'm sure if there were more people in the company and had more financial resources, they could have polished the game a little more on PC because it started on on Android, and uh, maybe they could have done more with it. But I still like it.
1: They're still kicking though. I've I've noticed they've I, I looked them up on Steam. They've they've got they've had some games come out since then, like uh, Hail. Halls of Torment, Good Company. They've got a couple games that have come oh, out Oh, Halls then. of
2: Torment is recent. Very recent.
1: Yeah. In fact. Yeah, that one's really recent. So it was good, good Company came out last year, but Halls of Torment, I believe, came out a few months ago. Yeah, May. And um, has got a
3: lot better reviews than their other one, but it's like I said, it's the, it's the art style and it's one of these sit down <clears> and play for a few minute things, which is what I like about it.
1: Yeah. No, it it is good for short. uh, Like, I don't know why. There's something like I wasn't interested in playing it over the long haul, but for like a quick break game, yeah, I could totally see that 100%. Yeah.
3: Which is why, you know, it was like at work, I got a 15 minute break. I'm going to sit down with a cup of coffee and my Android and uh, play a few minutes of this, which is how it first came to my attention. So, not portable anymore, unfortunately, unless you. One of the dinosaurs that's on I'll ten. be
1: right back uh, talk to yourselves.
3: so basically that's it it's there's there's a lot of games that I wish they could have taken it farther, and uh I guess they moved on to other things, but uh, this is one of my little portable now and then just go to it things, so maybe we should go to the next person now,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That. No problem. Uh, my second pick is actually uh, a game from 2015, and that is Satellite Rain. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. If you if you don't know Satellite Rain, it's uh, it's basically a take on the old Bullfrog game Syndicate, and uh, but much better. In, oh really? In, in, any, in any regard, in any
1: regard. Oh my god, I own that's it and I've never played it. Oh, I hate that. Oh man, <laughs> oh, <yeah. That's laughs>
0: I know really, the feeling. That's a really great game, and uh, if you if you if you like if you, if you loved uh, uh, the original Syndicate, uh, that's a game for you, definitely.
1: I loved Syndicate. I, I
0: played now, the hell. Now, out to
2: be of... fair, it does have some bugs, even in the tutorial. Oh. I tried playing it again earlier this year to try to see whether or not it would work in co-op mm-hmm. because I would have suggested it for co-op for us. But mm. here's the problem. Uh, one of my characters got stuck in the tutorial and I couldn't finish the tutorial because oh, they got stuck in the train.
0: Shit. Oh, really?
2: Shit. Yeah. That uh, can happen. Uh, now, I, I don't think that it uh, should be a uh, downvoted negative because of that that kind of thing does have some issues but the concept is great and I got a lot of time in with it dozens of hours in it
1: Ooh, I'll have to Please. try it because I love Syndicate I played the hell out of both original Syndicate games so for some reason I never got around to this one I will definitely have to be installing this <laughs> soonish because yeah I love Syndicate this looks great Ooh, open world too
2: it is really open world, yeah, and you have it multiple ways to solve the the issues presented in uh,
1: in the missions that you have. Oh, I enjoy that. I enjoy when they give you like multiple ways to solve a thing. I, I always enjoy that. Co op is super laggy. Luke says, "Oh, that's a shame."
2: Now, I never played it in co op, so I couldn't tell you.
1: <laughs> I mean, if one of you guys gets stuck in the tutorial. Like you know right yeah like you know shit you know crap is bad when something happens in the tutorial like this is the, this isn't the game's fault but it's my fault there's a tank game called Meuse Front I believe and I'm so bad at it I turned the tank over in the tutorial I'm like yeah I'm not going to play this again <laughs> I flipped the tank over I'm like yeah this is for me um I will check this out though cuz um I mean, if I can get it to work, at least it it looks like my kind of jam. Honestly, that's a, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I had completely forgotten about that one.
0: That's also a good, uh, a, a, would be a good game for the, for the Monday streams, by the way.
1: Oh, it's not space though.
0: If, if, if you, yeah. Okay.
1: But if, if the co-op worked, I could see it working for Friday, for the, for the Friday streams. Absolutely. Um, Jacob, what do you got for your second game?
4: Oh, uh, boy, I am uh, so winning in options, here. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's tough. There's a lot of good options. It was yeah, tough for I me might. to pick two or three. Mm-hmm. You know what? I am not... Uh, let it be known, I am not the person for, to go for unsafe choices. Uh, there's this delightful little thing called Rock's Operative 2. <laughs> uh, no. Ah. This delightful little game that I'm sure we haven't rambled uh, on about uh, until everyone's deaf and yet still no one seems to actually play it. (laughs) So, so yes, welcome, welcome, dear uh, podcast, uh, podcast listeners, new and all to me telling you why Droxop 2 is is brilliant because that's something we tend to do roughly once every month. So, have you ever wanted to, have you ever wanted to play a 4X game, but just, didn't but wanted to just play one guy in the 4x game, but also wanted to impact how the 4x game plays out. That's Droxal. You're essentially playing Space Diablo, a space action RPG with loot and monsters to blow up and all sorts of stuff. While well, in the background, there is an entire set of uh, uh, set of various space factions that are tr- that are trying to usually murder each other. Now, what your goal is? Well, there's a few different victory conditions, and your goal is to get to um, one of them. You can you can influence the, you can influence factions diplomatically. You can bombard them to hell and back yourself. You can uh, buy and sell stuff. You can support them economically. You can support uh, if there's a war going on. You can support the stronger faction or the weaker faction to keep a balance. You can you get to play the Space Illuminati with a with a heavily armed warship, and it's very fun.
2: And co-op. Yep, and it does have co-op. We've played it in co-op
4: a lot, actually. Yeah. Yes, but oh, yeah. co-op is janky, but I like it.
1: It is a bit yeah, weird. It, it is a bit weird. Oh. But, I mean, it works. It's just a bit strange. Because it doesn't really... F- like, it. it is and it isn't co-op. Because, like, it, there's no compulsion to stay together. At all. There's no compulsion at all to do anything actively cooperatively. You're just like, oh, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go over here. Like, it's kind of great. You can all go off and do your own thing. That's kind of nifty. But at the same time, it's like, oh, it's just I'm playing a single player game with a couple people that actually have to be here. that are actually also here doing their own thing. <laughs> <So it's, laughs> well, the,
2: the trick with that is you do get more experience when you fight together because you share experience when you're fighting in the same area. Right. But otherwise, you can go off and do your own thing, and and that's that also lets you take on more objectives at once. Agreed. Which is the main reason to split
1: up. Right. I mean, it is a terrific game that for some reason I stopped I don't know why I stopped playing it. I don't have an explanation as to why I just some, for some reason stopped playing it. It's an excellent game. I have nothing bad to say about it, but for some reason, I moved on to other things. I don't even know why. I don't know. I don't know. So many choices. What I I'll recall,
2: try. you you said there were just other games that that uh, got your interest, and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there are just other games that pulled me in harder than this one. I'm not saying this is a bad game in any sl- in any sense of the word. It is not a bad game. It is a terrific game. There are just, I guess, other games I click with harder. I guess, which is weird because I love ARPGs and I love space games, but my favorite ARPG is not a space one. It's kind of a space The other one.
2: thing you said at the time was burnout. Yeah. You played it so hard you burned out on it. That is and, true. And then other stuff caught your interest and you just never got back to it.
1: And I think I'm still feeling that burnout because just thinking about playing it, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I think I'm still under that burnout of it, which is Not unusual for me when I get burned out out of the game. No, it's not the game's fault at all. No, 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 not the game's fault at all. Um, no, it's an excellent game. If you guys like ARPGs and, uh, four X games, you're basically playing like Jacob said inside one. It's excellent. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Uh, David, why don't you bring us home with your, uh, last choice?
5: Yeah, I'm starting to think here I should probably uh, fling a coin here or something like that. <laughs> that uh, if I'm Because both games are coming from uh, the same developer. Both are featuring a red button. Both are in the dark. Either a bunker or a cave. I don't know. Should <laughs> I fling a coin or not? I don't know. So what you're telling us you have a type.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh exactly.
5: Well then, I guess I can go with DEF CON then.
1: Defcon. Oh! oh, that's a classic. A Classic from uh, so uh, I, I, I
4: Guessing. Let me guess. Your other option was uplink. <laughs> no, Scanner kind of Sombre.
5: Ah, the the lighter display, the la- lighter finger uh, imaging actually has a red button as well. So yeah,
4: yes. Now it Defcon is a. Uh, have you ever wanted? To, have you ever wanted to just play twenty minutes of existential dread? <laughs> yeah, that was also that was also a that was also, a fore, that was also not a 4x that was also a strategy game have you ever wanted to play like 20 minutes of a strategy game that's also existential dread
1: yeah oh
5: man <laughs> so uh, I guess when I was uh, playing this game I was probably not old enough in my head or something like, that. like oh yeah this is pretty cool but then I start hearing the cuffs and the size and yeah in the background well, he heard a loud explosion rumbling on. So it uh, it does things.
1: Yeah,
4: I the never. The tagline no, is everybody dies. Yeah, They're I'm not exaggerating.
5: Oh yeah.
1: I own this game, but it's one I w- I don't know how I got it. Probably through a bundle or something. I will probably never play it because I I look at the I looked at the trailer. I'm like, wow, that looks depressing. Cold War and Cold War like nuclear shit has always freaked me out you know so it always it's always made me scared and depressed so it's like yeah i'm not going to play this one
4: All <laughs> oh, contrary it's probably my favorite horror genre of horror and it is yeah. horror
1: it is horror that's exactly why i can't deal with it it is absolutely it is a very deep primal type of horror that i have a hard time dealing with (laughs) and you're absolutely right it
4: is genuinely like it is genuinely like eldritch it is the fear of something so much greater than you you cannot fully understand it
5: yeah speaking of defcon as well i don't know if i may uh, pull the plug but defcon um i mean uh has a pretty good video on that game I guess it's almost uh, five minutes long, or something like that. Explaining just that, uh, it's secretly a horror game. Well, not really a secret because we're talking about nuclear weapons. So, yeah,
1: <sighs> it's inspired by the film War Games, which it's, it's, so it says, and it's like, wow, that and that's a movie that could have turned on a dime to a very different ending. <laughs>
4: which is kind of the point of the movie exactly the movie? exactly I mean, I mean we've we've seen the ending we've watched uh we've watched uh what was it called dr Strangelove? Oh, yeah. yeah we know exactly what the other ending could have
1: been yeah, on, the be- oh,
4: yes.
1: on, the, <laughs> on the beach is the one that got me i don't know if you guys know about that one um that's the one that ruined me for this forever um have you guys ever heard of On the Beach? It was a book and a movie. Nope. Uh yeah, basically cool. yeah. it, it takes place uh after the war happened. Um and basically the nuclear radiation is creeping creeping down f- uh from Russia and from America. It's taking over the world basically. And it takes place in Australia where the last remnants of human beings are surviving before the radiation comes to them. And it's such a dark movie. Like, half of it's on a submarine because, like, they're getting a signal from San Francisco or something. And so they take the submarine to San Francisco. They they crawl through the rubble and they find that there's, like, a loose Coke bottle flipping a switch in the wind that was flipping the switch. So they thought they might find survivors and it was just debris flicking a switch. It's, and then in, at the end, everyone takes a suicide pill and kills themselves because the radiation. Okay, yeah, it is such, it is such a horror movie. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, whenever I think of, that's why I can't deal with this kind of nuclear cold war stuff. Cause that movie wrecked me. R- they made us read it and watch it in high school. And so I couldn't avoid it. It wrecked me. <laughs> I had nightmares for, for weeks. <laughs>
4: Considering the sort of traumatizing nonsense high school uh, lectures, uh, high school reading has given me, um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Now uh. I will agree, it has probably made you a fuller person having read and uh, watched it. Oh, also, what the hell?
1: Yeah, no, not disagreeing. I, I have a better appreciation for certain things, but yee, oh my god, it is, it is tough. It is a tough one. It is, it is a, it is a tough one. That is, that was. Oof. Uh, so yeah, I, that's that's why I've never played this game. I look at it and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I new. No, I, unless I want to, unless I hate myself, unless I want to feel like not a lot of games give me this feeling of existential dread. And I don't want games to give me a feeling of existential dread. And I feel like if I play this one, I'm like, nothing matters, man, <laughs> nothing matters at all. What am I doing here? Uh,
3: one existential dread, I'll
4: just turn on the news.
1: Yeah, no right? Cost. Right? I'll get up in the morning. Uh, that
4: is an <laughs> argument to be had. We don't we don't need threats of nuclear annihilation anymore. We have other problems. I'll
1: say, though, I'm glad this game exists. It looks like a great game. I'm sure a lot of people love it. It's got excellent. It's got very positive reviews. People are like, it looks like people are still playing it. There's 10 people playing it right now. Glad <laughs> lads. That's amazing. Holy crap. That's amazing. It came out in 2006. Wow. Um, That's, wow, that's, that's what, 17 years old? Damn. Um, Wow. So good choices today, everyone. Really good choices. I am very, very proud of everyone. You all did a great job with this weird topic I came up up with out of my butt. So well done.
4: (laughs) Speaking of words. Speaking of when weird, you have people on the when you have people on the, on the gaming podcast talk about games works out pretty well.
1: Speaking of weird topics coming out of my butt, next uh, next week is another topic. I decided we're going to talk about. Uh, hopefully, we we can make this one work. Essential gaming hardware. What are the piece? what, what are things that like you need or love? That help you with gaming. It could be anything from a gaming mouse to a specific joystick in my case, you know, that kind of thing. So we're going to talk about, like, pieces of gaming hardware we can't live without. That's going to be our next topic for next week. Uh, what am I playing tomorrow? I don't even remember. What am I playing tomorrow? Uh, it's a game called Asteroid Starfields, which looks like a third-person Asteroids clone. Sure.
4: Interesting. <laughs>
1: It just came out. It's like four dollars. So uh so hopefully it's good. Um, but with but great picks today, everyone. Well done. And uh chat, thank you for being so awesome. Great chat today. Uh with that, we will see you back here tomorrow and next week for the podcast. Uh there's th- this list of games will also be on the post on spacegamejunkie.com with the MP3 uh for this episode. So if you missed something, don't worry, it'll be on the site and uh if um so ooh, sorry my brain melting uh thanks for uh, hanging out with us today uh, great chat as always uh if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet please do so especially if you're in the states boosters are becoming available the new variant of booster please get uh vax and boosters get your flu shot get all the shots because that's how we're going to survive um thank you as always to our patrons who helped literally keep the lights on around here. And with that, we'll see you back here tomorrow for whatever the hell this asteroid, asteroid Starfield, whatever that is. Uh, Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.